Welcome to the Podcrastinators, bringing you a mixture of comedy, social and political commentary from New Zealand and around the globe. In other words, the show that's meant to make sense of everything, but quite often doesn't. Hello, I'm Darren Lees, a globally experienced businessman, politically to the right, stand-up comedian, comedy writer and, of course, podcast presenter. And I'm Matt Danaher. I'm an amateur writer, traveller, podcaster and Instagram influencer and professional union organiser and socialist who likes to be optimistic about a future. I know you're going to try and fuck me up because you always do. When I try and do an intro, I'm just going to blank you out of my mind. So That's welcome cool. to the... Fuck you. Honestly, <laughs> you guys do this every single time in your podcasts. It's I know, crazy. every single time. It's bullshit. Right, I'm doing it and I'm not going to listen to anyone. Fuck everybody. This is that. <laughs> to the podcastinators season two episode 11 as our listeners are aware matt and i have been attending improv classes for the last few months we're now at the halfway point of our second course and of course in lockdown so we thought it'd be a great time to reflect and report back on how our improv journey has been going what's better we've been joined by some fellow improvisers to talk about our collective improv journey Welcome to the show, Laura, Elaine, Kimberly, Jesse, Mary, and Praveen. You. That was a that was a great intro, probably your best so far, actually. Well done. <laughs> Give yourself a pat on the back for that, Darren. <laughs> well done, Darren. Well done. Well done. So professional. I thought it was nice. It was I'll nice. get there eventually. When um, we're doing this at the Covert Theatre. Uh, in Auckland and um, they basically have three sets of courses which are 101, 201 and 301 where you get taken through the different stages of learning how to do improv and my suspicion is they moved the goalposts while we've been doing it which when I was first when we were first told kind of annoyed me a little bit (laughs) But, but actually I now I understand why and actually agree with the decision so that's fine so basically what you do is you have to go through 101 first, which is basically just your, your intro to, to what improvisation is, improvisational comedy, um, some real basics. Um, you can start that with, with some understanding and previous experience or with none, it doesn't matter. Um, and then you do 201 where you build on that and you start to put in a little bit more depth into some of the stuff. And then you move into 301, which I think is much more sort of short form kind of uh narrative kind of performance and first 101 was 10 weeks of two hours each and that was a long two hours sometimes when you're doing something you're not comfortable with like gibberish um uh, 201 is an hour and a half um and it's later in the evening as well which certainly for me is easier um although i do like to remind people i only live 12 minutes from the covert so (laughs) getting there's never a problem um or getting home uh, and then 301, I think, is an hour and a half again. And I think, oh, oh yeah, 201 and 301, I think, are both eight sessions, uh, unless I'm mistaken. And basically, um, once... 301's five. Oh, is it five? Yeah, cool. Five two-layer sessions. Once you've yeah. completed all three, you then get the chance to be invited to become a member of the Covert Theatre and take part in performances and stuff like that, as well as putting your own on. Um, which is really cool. And um, some of us are now working, you know, consciously, I think, certainly I am, and I, I know a few other people here are consciously working towards that now. We actually want to do 301 and we want to become uh, members. And it's 
It's interesting as well, the reason why they moved the goalposts. I don't really think it's because of us. I think it's because um, what Wade, <laughs> the director of the covert, is that, um, you know, they found they had quite a lot of experienced uh, people who are part of the covert, but actually didn't really know how to do the kind of the play style of improv. And so they thought it was a necessary step to introduce. So is that a fair summation of where we're at? I think, yeah. um, I think he also has a lot of members right now. There are something like 86 members. And so mm. um, ah. he wanted to make sure people were meeting, you know, certain um, goals and quality to be a member. But you also get um, cheaper drinks. You get cheaper prices for tickets. There's a lot of perks to being a member of the covert. So going through these classes, then you're able to get these perks. You know. Yeah, I think it's 20% off, isn't it, drinks? Yeah, it's some of our, I think so. Pretty generous. I'll be signing up just for that. Yeah. Um, so I guess Mary, that, sorry. Sorry, to Mary's point, um, when Wade mentioned the 80 some odd people, I think that at this stage of they've already had 80, they have 80 some odd people. So they have to figure a way to start figuring out how do we wean through, get get as good as we can get in terms of the performance that we have. Because if we come along and we're adding to that, so let's just say there's a hundred, they have a great challenge in getting all 100 uh, time on stage. And so I think that was another reason. So welcome everyone. How are you all doing under level four lockdown? Laura, let's start with you. Well, um, level four lockdown started uh, in an unusual way in that I was attending a meeting at the squadron, the Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron, of course, and found out about the one community case there um, and assumed that we would not go into lockdown for whatever reason. And so when I got to uh, Silverdale and uh, I saw a line of cars trying to get out of pack and save, it never occurred to me that there was a potential lockdown. I just assumed everybody was doing their shopping at rush hour as most people would do. So I tried to get a spot um, in the pack and save car park. Uh, that was an adventure. And it wasn't until I got out of the car and every other person was wearing a mask that I realized <laughs> going on and then when I went into pack and save it looked like a, the plague had hit the locusts definitely attacked the meat department mm. and I felt sorry for the uh, woman at the front of pack and save because she had to have come on five times within two minutes explaining that there were only two per customer on bread uh, flour of course the always toilet paper demand um, milk and I forget what else anyway she repeated it over and over again and said that if you come to the register and you've got more than that, we're taking it out of the register. And so it was really exciting. Didn't get home until about 6.30 and I started that journey at five. So uh, other than that, it's been um, once again, what are we gonna watch on Netflix or now I have Prime Video or Apple TV. So that's my lockdown. Yeah, it's cutting new ground, uh, new frequencies of consciousness. But it's the way of life, and it's the way of life around the world. Uh, I think the world's quite diseased, but I'm feeling the gratitude to still be alive and um, be 
spend more time in the 5Gs and 3Gs. You have a young family, so how's things going for your family? You know, I, I jumped at the chance of joining this podcast just so I could have some some time, <laughs> I, I, some time in a room by myself. Um, everybody's been told to keep quiet. Um, they've all got a device in hand now very happily using that to to give me some time this time much better than last year when I was teaching and taking care of the kids this time I'm not teaching a class so it's um quite quite lovely uh bit of free time Jesse how about you uh good man yep getting on the back of what Laura was saying about um just all the stuff in the supermarkets being gone me and the flatty were like well we can't rely on subway anymore because we're <laughs> we're in our early 20s that's that's what you do for dinner and so we're like oh we better go shopping then and rocked up and like oh what, what will we do like the classic classic like flat meals so nachos like <laughs> clearly we got to do nachos and mm. but there's no beef so we're just gonna make pork nachos which is quite foreign to us but that's good you know we're, we're pretty we're pretty low stress so pork nachos and cereal and just keeping me alive it's good 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 to see you. Well, Mary, how about you? <laughs> well, I had an interesting start to lockdown um, when it went into effect at 11.59. At midnight, it was my birthday. And so the first day of lockdown was my birthday. And I had this beautiful day planned that all went out the window. But I just kind of followed Elaine's thinking where I just went into gratitude mode and um, decided to just let anything unfold as it unfolded. And it turns out my daughter um, spent the whole day making me feel special by making me breakfast in the morning. She designed these dried flowers for me and then she made a three course dinner and it just was all a lovely day. So it was a great start to hunkering down and just being grateful to be safe and be here in New Zealand. And so it was good. So your birthday is August the 18th. Yeah. That's okay. So my start to lockdown before I come to Praveen, seeing as it's relevant, is that was the day of my daughter's 16th birthday. And it was my son's 14th birthday. Fantastic. Oh, wow. Oh, some it really was, unlucky uh, people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Almost being born on Christmas birthday. Day. <laughs> My husband's birthday is the 19th. So wow. every yeah, lots of Leos. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Ah, oh, Praveen, how about you? Any birthdays? <laughs> <laughs> is your birthday? Uh, happy birthday, Mary. I didn't, didn't know that. That yeah. was that's, that's nice to hear. Yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> and to everybody else, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh no my my uh my lockdown experience uh i guess it's been the same old but i i have since since uh i'm an essential worker because i work at the brewery obviously essential um oh, you're and, a uh, hero yeah yeah i am I, yeah, <laughs> cheers, definitely essential cheers, <laughs> I am yeah 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 your, your glass becomes transparent because of your background so <laughs> Are you saying that because I'm British, I've got a transparent glass? Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. 
no, lockdown for me has been, uh, it's, it's because I work uh, at the brewery and I work at the lab. Uh, it's been a bit like you get so used to what five months of just bliss and then you get back into it. And so all of a sudden, you know, shut down, you can't access to apartments. Uh, everyone, most, most of the company has gone home and working from home. And so you only have like maybe what, 15 people actually inside the company. Um, and I'm someone that like, like feeds off energy. So for me, it's been a little bit, a little bit tough. Um, it's not, not the easiest thing. And especially if I, uh, stay late, then it kind of becomes a little bit demoralizing and a little bit um, negative in a way. Um, but it is what it is. And it's just like something that we just have to get to deal with over time. Um, so, yeah. But um, yeah, I also, you know, just came along this podcast because I kind of want to be famous. So here I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're already you famous. Are. You're already famous to me, mate. <laughs> well, <laughs> sounds like my love is making me famous more than anything. Really. <laughs> it's already my ringtone. <laughs> nice i do it to uh sing myself to sleep but laugh myself to sleep <laughs> that's creepy but <laughs> at the same time yeah yeah <laughs> he wants yeah. to become famous and he chose our podcast matt yeah. <laughs> i know i am honest and uh, it's a start. It absolutely the right place to come absolutely. <laughs> yeah. everybody has to start somewhere right yeah, that's right that's right <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah. Oh, glowing confidence in our podcast. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. So, um, Darren, how has uh, how has lockdown taken you? Apart from um, messing up your daughter's birthday plans. Yeah. Well, we managed to do certain things for her, but um, yeah, obviously, then finding out on Friday evening that I was a close contact of a major, uh, uh, significant event has meant that I've pretty much not been able to do much except sit around, eat, drink alcohol, watch sport, really, which is like kind of a normal, a kind of a normal week, except I usually have to go to go to work as well. But uh apart from that, it's kind of just been what it's been. You we kind of know the drill now, right? It's about the third or fourth time. So you kind of get used to it. It'd be better if I could get a negative result at some point because then at least my family can leave the house. Then um, hopefully on Tuesday, Wednesday, if I get a second one, I can get the hell out of here as well. So how about yourself, Matt? I've been working <laughs> every day uh, remotely, <laughs> yes. But um, all I've done is work. And what you know what they say, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. I have done some of my work while drunk. <laughs> doesn't know that's, when, you're, that's when your honest work comes out is when you that's do right. <laughs> try writing a report with uh with with profit loss and stuff like that in it while you're drunk it's it's not easy um profit, to be honest <laughs> but i think i've managed i don't i don't think people have realized and luckily not many of my colleagues listen to this podcast and the ones that do won't care so that's fine anyway let's move on to the first question why did you sign up to do an improv course? For several reasons. Uh, one of them was that I had done improv in New York and um, thoroughly enjoyed it and wanted to continue it here. So my search led me to the one and only place that gets it done here in Auckland. And the other reason was to uh, make use of the gray matter because I really thoroughly enjoy working with people um, on a spontaneous basis, um, watching what forms. I really also enjoy seeing people grow as you, as including myself, hopefully. 
um, as so as each each uh, night progressed when we got together and, and we saw how people were able to um, sort of come out of whatever shell or fear or whatever inhibited them but was strong enough for them to get there I thought it was excellent that way so yeah my thing was to um, to pick up with improv work the gray matter and to give my husband at least three hours of not listening to my New York accent so <laughs> all in all it was successful <laughs> hey so you mentioned you did it in New York so um, did you like how long have you done it for who with anyone we'd have heard of um, whereabouts um well i i did uh i did it in new york i started um at the new school i don't know if anybody's heard of that um it's down in the village and um so i did i did it there for two years and then i moved on and i did um a limited thing with um second city tv but very low entry um and that but that's that's 100 years ago and then i started to write some comedy skits with somebody that i did meet um from second city um but then um as most things uh, it doesn't always put food on your table so <laughs> i was forced to get a, a a real job and uh, that was in advertising so i dabbled in improv uh, but obviously never made it uh, a, a career. Mm, okay, interesting. So um, Second City, we've already had somebody from Second City on the podcast. So you're our cool. second Second City person, um, Steve Lyons. Yeah, I, mine was mine was quite a while ago. In fact, it was funny. I came across some um, script that um, I wrote uh, when when. I teamed up with this guy and not too sure what we would have done with it, but they were, they were not bad. So, <laughs> but it's funny, you, you, at least I do. I look back on, um, it was a smaller group and it was also, it was also very um, educational in terms of you had to, you learned that if people didn't really listen to what was happening in a scene, that if you came in with a, particular joke in mind as some stand-up comedians would that it was uh, it would turn out not to be a good skit because they really mm. to what was happening in the skit they were just it was like a golfer trying to aim, put the golf ball down and go okay you know I I've got to whack this one out of the park and when I get my moment that's when I'm going to do it as opposed to going okay I'm with a foursome and we're going to work together and stuff like that so that was part of um, what I learned as well as, you know, so, some people just wanting, but let me put it this way. It, it's easier when you do a scene and, and that's how they do it in New York. They do more scene work um, than is done here. So when, when you do that um, and it goes for longer periods because it's a scene, uh, it's, it's, uh, it becomes more of a work in progress that you get a little bit more out of. So if, if, if I'm still here, um, I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to join 301 because my understanding is it's more scene work. And I think that's something that every single one of us or any, any one person who does improv can um, really learn from. It's, it's a great educational process. And again, the biggest thing is you have to listen because the audience is. And if you're not listening to what's going on and you're trying to just be funny, 
it's not going to work as well. I've never been involved in the arts before. And I came along to improv through a friend of mine, Marco, um, who heard about improv through a work colleague. And he said to me, would you like to come along as well? What is it? <laughs> I didn't really get it, but I did come along. And I think I've spoken about this. I totally, five sessions. I had no idea what this was all about. But suddenly, uh, the penny dropped, and it was when Wade took the class, and I suddenly realised that this was totally about getting into the energy of everyone around you and the awareness of everyone around you. And Praveen and I have had many laughs and many scenes, mm. um, as Mary and Kimberly and Matt. In fact, one of the improv um, nights that I came to, I, I just didn't get it. I thought it was doing my head up. And I was quite frustrated about it. And it was a night where we'd been asked to become either an insect, an animal or whatever <laughs> in that category. <laughs> and um, not only were we to be an animal, an insect or whatever, but we were to transform along the way into becoming human. So we were half animal half human and I was like beam me up baby this is just so weird <laughs> and honestly I thought this is challenging to say the least the one that thing was, that was weird. in that night was Matt Matt had decided to do a moth <laughs> and <laughs> I laughed for days afterwards and I thought if only I had a thought to have done something as simple as a moth and Matt was just strolling along, looking into the light. <laughs> In fact, the tutor said to him, why are you looking into the light? He said, I'm a moth, and I'm heading towards the light. <laughs> and I'm looking for people's clothes to eat if they don't mind. And I thought that was simply brilliant. But having gone through the journey of 101 with improv and now into 201, um, I think it's a field, for me personally, it's a field of um, potential and possibility, never a straight line, and it's navigating a pathway, my absolute potential into the quantum of theatre. And I think if I could say anything to anyone, if you want to do this stuff, you need to get out of your own way and you need to come into that total awareness and energy field. But I've met some great people. Awesome. I remember that particular evening. I remember the very end of the lesson. I had to be stood next to Elaine. And she was like, for God's sake, get me out of here. This is doing my head in. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> oh, I felt the same. That was, uh, I appreciate your kind words there, but that was like the hardest one, certainly of this of this session of, um, yeah, it's the hardest one or two. It was weird. It was weird. It was. I know, yeah. Jesse, your puppy was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, I've been doing um, theatre for the last couple of years, just community theatre, and um, I was taking um, acting and theatre classes with a great uh, teacher and director, John Goge, at, um, at the Titirangi Theatre. 
loved it so much. I I'd taken a big break from from doing any sort of creative theater acting work or stuff for a few years. And so it was great to get back into it. Not that I've done very much. I I did high school theater and I did a little bit at university, but I just never dedicated really much time to it because I got busy with with study and work. And um, <clears throat> he decided not to run any classes this year. And I was at a loss. I really wanted to carry on with it. And um, luckily, I met somebody who had a connection to covert theater at the beginning of this year. Yeah, he told me about he was doing a show. And so I looked it up and saw that they were running classes. And I just, yeah, I was, I was very lucky. It was a very lucky meeting because I, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't bumped into him that, that morning. And um, yes, improvising is, I, it just feels right and cool. And, uh, you know, I, sp I spend most of my life, although you probably can't tell because I do a very good job of hiding it, but I spend most of my life sort of in this parallel reality where I'm, I'm seeing, I'm observing people all the time and really getting, um, looking at the, looking for the unusual and, just I get a real kick out of seeing and noticing the unusual. And um, sometimes I meet people who get it as well. And, and we can, you know, we can sort of connect and, and laugh about it or marvel at, at it. Um, but most of the time it's, I feel like it's a little bit of um, a desert out there. There's just a, a lot of people just too busy and too in their heads. And um, yeah, I, I, I guess I have a really, I have a, a way of looking at life that is not, it's quite unusual, I think. <laughs> um, luckily, I have, uh, I live with two kids, so that's allowed me to sort of let loose a little bit since, since I've got old enough to, to muck around and, and play, and I just join in with them, and it's just been great. So what everything we've been doing in class has felt great. I haven't felt at all um worried about anything I, I really have no inhibitions so <laughs> I do have to catch myself I have to be really so I often have to be really careful about how much energy I put out um, but uh, definitely in improv class I, I don't so yeah it's been it's great it's very liberating and it's a great way to connect as well to connect with other crazy lovely wonderful people mm -hmm. Has any of the theatre you've done before improv related at all or just straight acting type theatre? No, um, a little bit, yeah. Uh, John put us through a few improv um, sessions. Um, it, uh, improv is used in theatre as well to, to help you develop a character um, mm. and a point of view. So um, I knew about improv before, you know, you, everybody watched um, Whose Line Is It Anyway?, um, and I was, I loved it. I love that idea. And I just never thought that I would, that, that there would be any opportunity for me to try it. Um, so yeah, um, I had my little taste with, with, with John last year, the year before. Mm. I don't know. I guess I've, I've, I'm a pretty weird dude and <laughs> growing up, I, I did some pretty just zany stuff just for the hell of it. Um, so I've, I've always sort of been sort of geared to spontaneity and, and that kind of stuff and 
I guess over the last couple of years, you just kind of crack on with life and I just kind of figured out I needed a, a creative element. And so you know, I've always like grown up with like watching you know, sketch comedies, um, ensemble stuff, you know, um, anyone familiar with who, um, whose line is it anyway, obviously, but um, in Living Colour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. I, I watched that religiously growing up and just watching I don't know, Saturday Night Live and that kind of stuff. It's like, man, like the, the energy between people and sort of the the shared experience of, of making something on the spot just looked quite electrifying. And I don't know, internet search found out Covert Theatre was the, was the place to go for improv in New Zealand. So I thought, go for a bit of fun. Looks, it's like a good place to go meet some interesting people interested in similar stuff. And it, it hasn't disappointed it. I've met all you guys and other people that just, you know, just just came to give it a whirl and make something interesting. Cool. Thank you. Okay. I, I've been involved in theater for a long time, but never any kind of improv theater. It was always scripted plays. And um, a couple of years ago, I got involved with Short and Sweet, which did 10 minute plays. And I thought that was so much fun. And then that stopped two years ago. And so I thought, whoa, there's no short form theater going on in New Zealand. So I, I started stumping around to different theaters, seeing if I could find a collaborator to do it with me. And I met Wade and the, I had barely heard of the covert. It was so brand new. And he said, I've been thinking about doing a short form comedy scripted play festival. Maybe we can collaborate on that. And that's how I met Wade and got introduced to the covert, but improv has always been like dangling out there. I, I always thought it was for the ridiculously smart and witty like Stephen Colbert and Robin Williams and how could I ever touch that or get to that level? But yet I love being goofy and I love being silly. And I felt like there was a silliness void in my life and I've been trying to get people to do more silly things with me and stuff. And so I thought, well, here I've met Wade and we're gonna have a collaboration. I'll get to know the covert a little better and I'll take this improv class, but I'm just taking one. I'm just gonna take one class. I'm just gonna see what it's like. I know it scares the shit out of me, but I'll give it a go. And it has really surprised me. It's, you know, I've met incredible people. I love the emphasis on the team work. Um, I love it that it's also paralleling myself and my own life where I'm learning to let go, to be more mindful, to be more in the moment, to find joy and uncertainty, to, you know, all the things that come with improv are also the things I'm practicing daily in my own life. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a blast. And then <laughs> there was a point where I was like, oh my God, I'm not going on to 201 and Kimberly nudged me and she was like, come on, what, what have you got to lose? Give it, you know, give it a go. And I'm so glad I did. I'm really enjoying 201. And I know we'll talk about more about that later, but anyway, that that's my story. How I got involved in both. Oh, it's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, everybody knows my story, but I guess the world now that I'm famous will now know too. Um, <laughs> I went to. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> so uh, when I was in uh, uh, Vancouver, I uh, saw a friend of mine 
uh, took me around Granville Island and told me, oh, hey, this is improv um, thing. Do you want to go see it? And it was just like a real casual, simple thing. Um, and I'd never seen improv before. So I went to see it and I had a blast. And my friend, uh, other friend who was there with me uh, traveling through Canada, who I got <laughs> into very interesting situations with, uh, he, he put his name down to be volunteered as like um, as a as, as an audience participation um, thing. And his name got called out. And so when he got up and he did some stuff like uh, like on the show, he, he wasn't particularly funny, but like the 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 way he did it made it very funny or humorous to me um so that was, that was always a good experience and uh, when i when i saw it and just had a good time i was i just had to go back for more and uh, i went again to the sh- to another show and the night it was just just as, as fantastic and then came to new zealand um and then you know i was i was like oh i should i should do this um but i never ever really kind of picked up the courage or the strength to like actually make that step forward. So nothing happened for a good year and a bit. I uh, went to a comedy show, um, uh, just a stand-up comedy show. And I was like, oh man, I really wanted to get into improv. Maybe I should, maybe I should, I should actually do it. Um, and so I, I took the leap uh, and I, and I signed up for COVID night uh, and I was like, oh man, I'm going to see like five people on that Monday session. And then there was about what 40 or 35 or something like that. And I was like, holy crap how many people are actually looking at this website <laughs> and so it was uh it was it was, it was quite an eye-opening that a lot of people had such an interest uh and yeah it was, it was just a really unique way of of expressing yourself and i i love that um i also i also play uh, dungeons and dragons with some friends and there's a little there's a lot of role play elements to it as well um so i love that how i can interpret that improv into Dungeons and dragons as well so it's a lot of fun um i love it i love it Cool. Well, um, first of all, just worth um, advertising to Praveen and our many listeners. There are a number of uh, comedy Dungeons and Dragons nights on at the moment in Auckland. It's mm. worth going to see. Um, there's one currently being held at the Vault in Kevin's Arcade most Saturdays when we're not locked down. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I definitely agree. There's a big crossover between role play and um, this kind of stuff. So mm. for me, it was... Um, Obviously, as as listeners know, I'm probably at the peak of my game in terms of stand-up comedy. That's not to say I'm very good, but I'm probably about as good as I'll ever get. And I thought, what challenge shall I try next? And something that always seemed terrifying to me was the idea of getting up on stage and not knowing what you're going to do. We were talking to, on the podcast, um, Stevie Lyons, um, who's a Kiwi stand-up who's done a lot of improv over the years, a graduate of Second City from uh, Chicago, like the sort of one of the most famous uh, improv schools and that was very um, kind of encouraging and then also we had Amy Bird who's um, a regular at the Covert Um, she's performed in the rehab uh, shows and um, which are excellent Um, for those of us those of you that didn't go and see rehab volume two definitely go and see rehab volume three she also is involved in love lamp which is a really good sort of interesting funny show at the wine cellar that kind of combines improv and stand-up I think talking to both of them was a big encouragement as well and in terms of seeing this as the next thing but it was really only to get out of my comfort zone and to maybe learn a few tricks that I could apply to stand-up but then obviously I'm here now I'm still here um seven hundred dollars or whatever it is and (laughs) however many hours later um really looking forward to doing 301 so yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, really got the bug. How about you, Darren? I think I got only got into it because of interviewing people on the podcast. To be honest with you, 
I'm probably going to be the complete outlier for a change. I utterly hated whose line is it anyway. I no, never, nah, I couldn't stand it. No, never watched an episode. Never watched a full episode of it. Um, I kind of thought improv was for people that just like jumping around, playing Dungeons and Dragons, and dressing, <laughs> dressing up at karaoke parties and stuff like that. Um, no interest. Karaoke parties. Uh, I um, I was kind of like, nah, I'm never getting into that. I'm not interested in that sort of stuff. It's uh, way outside my comfort zone. Um, and and then we got interview we got interviewing some guys in in improv, and they kind of said to me and Matt, you guys should go and have a go at this. And I don't think if Matt hadn't gone into it, I would have bothered. I'd have been like, yeah, whatever. Um, and um, so yeah, that's how I got into it. Really, was by the fact that me and Matt kind of did it, and when oh, this could be something interesting for a podcast. And um, and and kind of just to see if what I thought improv was really what improv was, um, and um, I'd seen a couple of ear friends sort of shows, and I thought, oh, actually, if that's improv, I can do that. But if that's improv, then no, I'm not interested in that. So um, it's really been a kind of really, and we'll talk about it a bit more when we talk about challenges later. Um, but certainly, 101 was an interesting challenge for me, but. Um, yeah, no, that's kind of how I got into it was by other people being already involved in that community that were that were also in the stand-up comedy community as well. And one, one or two of them said to me that they've learned more about stand-up from improv than they've learned about improv from stand-up. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. Um, I'd definitely go and I'm definitely interested if that's the case. So that's how I kind of got into it. But not to insult anyone that plays Dungeons and Dragons, in, uh, enjoys <laughs> dressing up or singing a karaoke. Cool. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. If, you, uh, <laughs> if you sort of guys ever want a party and you need, uh, and you want an excuse not to invite me, just tell me it's a Dungeons and Dragons dress up karaoke party, <laughs> and I'm probably not going to be there. So uh, <laughs> unless we host it at your house, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's worth it is worth saying actually that the only two times I've been to see improv in New Zealand were both at the covert. The first time before I signed up, the first time I fell asleep halfway through um, <laughs> and slept through to the end, and the second time I walked out halfway through uh, at a half time and didn't go back. <laughs> Why so, was it just not good? Yeah, it was just like I was with I was with a friend and uh, neither of us were enjoying it. <laughs> the time I walked out, the other time the friend was enjoying it. Um, and I wasn't, so that's why I fell asleep, I think. But uh, yeah, I don't mind admitting that. I've since been back, since I've been doing the courses, I've been back and seen shows at the Covert, and they've been excellent. So, you know, I think I was just unlucky with the ones I caught. This is an interesting question. We'll start off with you again, Laura. Um, was there at any point for a two-part two question, was there any point during 101 you thought, ha, this is absolutely not for me? I don't think there was a point where I thought, I'm out. I know that there was... One or two, there were one or two exercises that I found weird as um, several people have commented because I never, um, we never were exposed to it in New York, at least I wasn't. And one of them was making the machine that, uh, you know, I, that was so interesting to me, but on the other hand, so weird um, because I'm like, what is, you know, I got what the point of it is, but you know, it's like, 
you know, you're trying to find out what's happening at the front because now you're in the back and are you in sync and I can't figure it out, <laughs> you know, and, and are you sure this is working because I'm not so sure about this. Um, and the other one was the, um, the insect one as well, because again, that is not an exercise that I ever did. And the only thing that I was laughing about to myself was that I could tell that there were several people who had chosen the one that I had. And it was almost like, okay, I have a fellow giraffe next to me. Okay. And I know <laughs> when you just, how many of us giraffe and how many of us, you know, picks up whatever. Um, so I will say that, did I find some of them a bit more um, out, of, out of my usual comfort zone in terms of what I'm used to in improv? Yes, but it didn't, nothing ever said to me, oh, I'm, I'm out of here kind of thing. Um, oh, you know, it was just, it was more of a stretch of my creativity that way. And also accepting the fact that, that there had to be a reason why we were doing this, I'm sure. So you put your trust in the instructors and go, okay, they must know what they're doing. Uh, they're obviously successful at it. So, and as far as 201 is concerned, um, I have to say that I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I think one of the reasons might be that, yes, as several people noted, 101 had like 28 people and I found that being cut up into two different groups at times was really good because you each got to have more time to work together. But on the other hand, you didn't have exposure to everyone in the group and seeing what they had done. So I am enjoying 201 because it's a smaller group and you have um, a far greater chance to work with everybody in the group than you did with 101. So I find that really, uh, for me, very stimulating because it's like, okay, this is great. I, you know, I haven't worked with so-and-so or I never worked, very limited access to, it. well, you mad or, you know, any one of you, it was just limited in 101. And here with 201, it's just really makes me happy that, okay, I can get to work with so-and-so and so-and-so I didn't, really have an opportunity to do that in one-on-one and I also love as I say just watching everybody's creativity uh growing and and confidence as well because if you get into 201 it means you did okay in 101 so your confidence level is is a lot higher in 201 than it might have been when you first started in 101. Cool great answer thank you Elaine. Um yeah, going into 101, I think I touched on it before, I totally didn't get improv at all. I uh, had no idea the road that this was going on. And probably like Mary, I questioned whether I wanted to continue. And then I think it was possibly six or seven weeks on, I think Wade took the class and the penny dropped. But I'm the sort of person that needs a roadmap. And in improv, there is no roadmap. Um, so I, I would say I'm questioning why am I here? What do I want to get out of it? And do I have the potential or the possibility to do this stuff? I'll bet a great bunch of people. I laugh out loud. I'm a bit like Praveen. I know how to laugh. I know how to get out of my head. 
Um, I love to have fun. And I was enjoying the people, but I couldn't quite get the roadmap. Um, go, I decided to go on to 201, and I'm still finding that road through to my potential and possibilities. Not quite sure of what it's totally all about. Some weeks when you think you've just got it, and it depends on the tutor who's doing the class, um, all of a sudden I get it and I, I go, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know how to drive this. I know what to do. And I look around the room and I'm very much part of it. And then all of a sudden you'll get a tutor on another night and you'll think, well, this is just so weird. I've lost my whole pathway. Where's my roadmap? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still, I think what I'm trying to say is I'm still on that road of discovery of um, why am I here? Do I have the potential? Do I have the possibility to be part of this? And I certainly get a lot of support from you guys. So humbled by the support of you all. Um, but still don't quite get it. Um as I say, one week, I'm right in there. I'll get up and I'll do a skip. Another week, I think. i just got to sit back and observe. Um, but we'll see how we progress on. I, 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 I muted myself because there was a bit of commotion <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy, I'm hungry. Oh. <laughs> you guys live in the sea? Oh, we're going <laughs> some way. <laughs> yeah, on our, on our family boat, pirate boat. Oh. Yeah, this is a pirate boat. That's that's isolation to the next level. You're really you're really safe. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. I've I've been very happy throughout. Um, my intention was to go on to two hundred one, then three hundred one, then whatever. Then after that, I have no expectations. Um, I'm just really enjoying it, and I know there were times. There have been times where I've wondered. I have. Uh, wondered why we're doing something but then I just remember that what the tutors are trying to do is to help us step outside of ourselves just think think in a different way and look at things in a different way and and it just goes with how I look at the world anyway so everything we do I'm just I'm just doing and enjoying as much as I can it's all about getting us out of our heads and um yeah, I, I think that um, the more I do it, the more I get it. I do think that it does help when the tutors explain a little bit why we're doing something. Um, I found that Edith was really good with that. And it does help a lot. Uh, I think sometimes when, you're, when you know uh, your subject really well, you kind of it's very easy to forget that the people that you're trying to teach don't know where it's coming from or where you're trying, what you're trying to get at. I teach, I'm a teacher, so I know how useful it is to explain to people why they're doing something. Uh, I think, I think that could be improved a lot, especially in 101. Yeah. Not everybody's, no, not everybody's coming in prepared to just drop their pets and do whatever, you know, (laughs) or just be an insect or, or, or talk, um, gibberish um, so there I think it would be helpful if they did that yeah I'm, I'm, I'm all in and in loving it I like Laura I'm really looking forward to doing scene work that's my I love scene work um, I am looking forward to learning long improv 
um, that would be my prep. My, I think I'll be really happy there. Yeah, that's me. Thank you. Jesse. So has there ever been a point where I've thought, nah? Yeah. Nah. Um, <laughs> it's, no, it's been, it's been really good. And like, it hasn't been without its, its challenges. I'd be, I'd be surprised if anyone has, has gone through the course and not stretched themselves in some, in some manner. Um, but that's, that's the bit I like. I like, I like learning new stuff and pushing myself to, to be better at, at something. Um, and each, each time that something gets really, really tough, I just kind of tell myself to, you know, here's a, here's a good learning, learning opportunity. So just make the most of it. Um, and like everyone said, it's kind of been a nice, nice progression from, from 101 and 201. And I'm, I'm pretty keen to get into some long, long form stuff as well and keep shaking it up and keep finding the next, next barrier to try and overcome and all that, all that good inspirational, good stuff. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> Don't stop with the facial expressions. Keep those going. <laughs> uh, Mary, over to you. Well, it's it's interesting to me because um, I I definitely felt a few times like, whoa, this isn't for me. What am I doing here? You know, um, I would look around and see people like Jesse and Praveen and they were loving it so much. And I was like, oh gosh, I wanna be like that, you know, fully immersed and loving it. And I realized that I was just in, in my head, you know, that it was all just thoughts I had about it. And it was still working through the process of um, how I learn, you know, and I learn by physically doing and so I felt a little frustrated in 101 because we would see stuff and we might get to do it, but we might not get to do it. And so um, I felt a little frustrated by that for my learning, but I loved watching how other people were doing it and jumping in. But then there was the class where I was like a human prop. And I think it was Matt <laughs> and Jesse were making me do all kinds of physical crazy things. And it was the most freaking fun I had in the class because it was just out of my head, into my body. I was throwing myself around the stage and they were making me do all kinds of wacky things. And I absolutely loved it. And I was like, whoa, okay, there's gonna be like life, things you love, you know, that you really connect with and things that you might have to work a little bit harder to get to where you wanna get to in that part. And so that was a real switch in my head for me that, that the physical part was a way for me to work towards, you know, a level that I wanted to get to. And, um, and, I, and I went forward with 201 feeling like, wow, I've got a challenge and I've got stuff I love, you know, about this um, whole process. And so I was so glad the class was a little bit smaller in 201 that we would get a little more action ourselves because we do learn by watching but I learn by doing you know I need to be physically doing something to get it in my muscle memory and in my body and stuff so so I'm yeah I'm looking forward to learning more cool thanks Mary Praveen <laughs> um sorry uh, what was the second half of the question Derek so it was uh, obviously the first part was um was there ever a time or has there yeah. been a time where you thought like hey this isn't for me and the second part was it, am I enjoying 201 more than 101? Ah, okay. Um, 
no, it's not that I wasn't listening to everybody. It's just it's just so easy to just get lost in everybody's uh, everybody's <laughs> stories. Time I've forgotten as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Darren, could you repeat the question again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so uh, there wasn't there weren't there weren't any times where I was uh, in 101 where I was just like, nah, I'm sick of this. There were times where I was again like Kimberly. I was confused about like what's the point of this like what am i what am i learning here and and yeah. is this actually going to you know teach me improv like i remember the early exercises um i was just like what the bloody hell is going on here and um i think i think it was around lesson uh, sessions or ex- lesson seven or something uh or eight where we actually started doing uh like skits and 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 and, sh- and sketches and stuff and I realized that a lot of the little things that the tutors mentioned in the beginning um, on how to and on how to use certain techniques and 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 teachings that they had and how you could implement them into the sketches. I thought that was where I was like, oh, okay, there's a, there's there's definitely a connection here. I thought that the connection uh, again, like Emily, wasn't very obvious, and I felt like it needed to be a little bit more. Um, elaborate on but like it didn't really hinder my 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 expectation or my experience of improv 101 i definitely like i had a blast like it was such it was such a good fun meeting all these different kind of people um and and going through um all the motions with everybody um and yeah again there was some there was some stressful moments like uh not stressful but like um, difficult moments where you had to uh even like the simple of exercises, I remember uh, it was one exercise where two people would walk on stage, and one person would um, identify this the scene and 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 give a name. The other person would then come up with a problem, and then also identify the scene. And like, like it sounds so simple, but it took so many times for us to get it right. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I was like, what, what is going on? Like, why is this so difficult? Um, and yeah, it was uh, so that kind of thing was um, really uh, yeah, it was challenging, but never really, never really made me feel like oh, no, I don't want to do this anymore. But um, it was yeah, it was fantastic, and um, I'm definitely enjoying two hundred one as well. Like I think um, what uh, what Laura said, how how it's small numbers as more intimate. Um, and we obviously learn more about each other and how how we uh, improv. So it's a lot easier to um, to be able to role play uh, with everybody. So if someone, you know, uh, if I had never performed uh, much with uh, Kimberly um, after two hundred one, I know what she is like and and what her behavior is like, and I, it's not it's not going to be like a total left field. Um, kind of experience where she's going to do something and I'll be like, oh, sh- like, sh- I have no idea what to do here. Um, uh, but then again, that's what improv teaches you. Right? It teaches you to be in the moment and act um, accordingly. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely, definitely enjoying 201. And like Kimberly, I really wanted to go to 301 and then um, just do theater in general. Like, uh, you know, this this podcast is a start to my fame. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how I go in 301. Oh dear, I hate to disappoint you, but... <laughs> I mean, have you got an Instagram page that you want to promote while you're here? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. Shamelessly. Got one of the Syria, one, one. And, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can I give a shout-out to my fam, uh, my mom and dad? <laughs> on, I did Patreon, have an OnlyFans guys. account, but they <laughs> That'll be a disappointment for you now. They've stopped you doing porn, man. I'm starting a GoFundMe page. Uh... <laughs> 
How about you, Matt? God, yeah. At the end of almost every session in 101, uh, up until about the 7th or 8th, I, I thought, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm definitely not sure I want to go for 201 and I don't understand what we're doing. And I don't think that was a I kind of, although I agree with Kimberly that it would be very helpful, I think, you know, a bit more explanation would be useful um, sometimes in some of those 101 sessions. I kind of, now it is all coming together, but the turning point for me was was going to see Rehab Volume 2 at the Covert, which, you know, second time I've plugged it, but we did plug the first season of that quite a, quite a lot in this podcast. I'm more than happy to plug Season 2 because it was actually just showing exactly what you can do with improv that I want to be able to do. Yeah. And that happened to coincide with having a session with Wade, where he really talk, spent a lot of time just talking to us about improv. Mm. And then we went in to do yeah. a lot of sketch and vignette stuff where you actually had to construct a narrative. And for me, yeah. that's what interests me is creating a narrative. And um, I'm yeah. really looking forward to 301 for that reason. And yeah. to be honest, even though I found the animal insect impersonation stuff really hard in 301, <laughs> and um, I'm sure I'm going to find the singing and epic poetry session extremely hard in 201 as well. I know I want to stick with it. I want to do 301. I want to do sketches and scenes and full full length kind of things. So, yeah, it's um, I would say to anyone coming after us who does 101, just stick with it, which is exactly what people told us to do. <laughs> they said exactly the same thing. People who are now experienced improvisers said, just go through it, stick with it be patient you will all become clear once you start on 201 and I feel for me that's that's kind of true yeah look when as you say before we started we had the insight of a few people that had been through COVID theatre and someone said most people drop out after the first two weeks that are going to drop out and we did have a couple that dropped out after the first two weeks and I got to the end of week two and I went oh if that's the worst then I'm probably going to be okay then I got to gibberish and then oh, when gibberish what the heck is this? Like, seriously, like, I am talking in a nonsensical language to an inanimate, inanimate object. And, and I know I've done that in frustration at work a few times, but, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm paying for this, not getting paid for it. So, uh, so yeah, gibberish was, a real, was the first real challenge for me. And then just as a personal thing, I thought 101 dragged. The 10 weeks really felt like 10 weeks. And I think, one, because of some of the stuff like gibberish and then, also, like a couple of you have alluded to, 28 people and they, they could only really get six or eight people to do something. And you were like, oh, how am I supposed to learn this if I can't practice it type stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm having to watch yeah. others. Mm-hmm. And then also for me, because of where I was traveling from, sometimes it was taking me an hour and a half to an hour and three quarters to get there because it was starting at 6 p.m. rush hour mm-hmm. coming from one side of Auckland to another. So by the time I got home that night, I'd like been out the house five hours and I was like... Mm-hmm. My God, if this was more than 10 weeks, I really think I would struggle to keep doing this. But 201, I've enjoyed way more than 101. Well, not that I didn't enjoy 101. I think I was a bit like you, Praveen and Matt, that when I got to week six, seven, eight, then I kind of thought, okay, yeah, this is this. I'm over a bit of a, a bit of a hump here. And um, 201's been a lot more enjoyable, as you say, smaller group, much better opportunity to try stuff. Um, one thing I think I've always liked about our groups, seeing as we've all been through this together, has been a massive amount of trust in the room between people. Uh, yeah. Everybody's felt comfortable. No one's kind yeah. of felt outside or no one's felt they're being judged or anything like that. I think there's been a couple of times where we've all been going through this, like the animal thing, looking at each other going, 
What's happening right now? <laughs> Everyone's kind of crawling around the floor going, am I the only one that feels fucked up about this or something? Like <laughs> My life has brought me to this moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, probably a few times in 101, I thought I've got to get through to the end. And, and you know, the, certainly the later starting time has made a massive difference to me. I was finding the six o'clock start time really challenging, coming straight from work, straight to that, um, and kind of, um, you know, but since then, I've uh, been a hell of a lot better with it. Cool. Well, it sounds like we've all had very similar experiences, which is perhaps why we're all here today. Um, All that could just be down to lockdown. To the end of 201, which might lead on to another question, you get to do a rookie improv night. So I think a couple of us have had the benefit of watching somebody else do a rookie improv night. Um, starting with you, Laura, how are you feeling about, you know, obviously we're on a bit of a pause now for however long it's going to be. So our improv night's probably, our rookie night's probably going to be now the end of October or something. How are you feeling about going out on stage for the first time, probably performing to a sold-out audience? <laughs> yeah, sold-out audience of all friends and family. No pressure. <laughs> um, um yeah nervous there's there's no two ways about it i mean i'm i'm looking forward to it um i'm not appreciating the delay because in some ways it's sort of like when you have oh i was going to say a band-aid but you, you you refer to them as plasters um so when you have a plaster on you know you just want to rip it off and and move on and so this delay only um prolongs the uh the inevitable rookie night but uh yeah no there's there's definitely a um looking forward to it but on the other hand you know can we make it fast because this is killing me (laughs) (laughs) and yeah i i have i have um i don't know what i'm going to do i was thinking of going back to new york of course we don't know how we're going to get back into new zealand but um this lockdown puts a real crimp in my plans in terms of being able to do 301 because there's no way he's going to be able to do it in in October now yes. as it is as it is who knows when rookie night will be uh, because it was the end of September so you're figuring okay we'll be lucky if it's the end of October you know, from what I can tell. But anyway, to get back to the point, yes, that makes me even more nervous. Oh my God, that <laughs> much time to think about, you know, getting up there and doing it. But so it's, you know what, I also know that this group has been incredibly supportive of everybody. Um, you refer to it as well as the amount of trust. And so I think that for everybody, you know, there will be similar feelings and we'll all be a bit nervous, but I think that part of what will get us through is just looking at each other and giving each other words of encouragement and saying, you know, you've got this, we've done this before and we'll go out and we'll do it again. And so, yeah, so there's a part of me that, that's um, looking forward to it and there's a part of me that just wants it over. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, how about you? Yeah, I'm pretty cool about it. Um, I think Laura summed it up from my perspective. Um, I am your mirror, you are my mirror. So I'm walking out there with 14 really awesome people, all supportive. If I trip, if I fall over, if I fuck it up, 
you're there to step in and help out as I am for you. So I'm going to... Cool, thank you. Kimberly. So, yeah, uh, Darren, you were at The Last Rookie. Jesse, Praveen, we went yeah. to see The Last Rookie show, yep. didn't right. we? Or, mm-hmm. um, like, good nerds that we are. Uh, mm-hmm. But actually, it was it was great to see it because, um, you know, I, th- I think that I know what to expect and I, I, like, I like that. Um, but it, what I also saw was Wade make sure that you're okay on stage. So he's, he takes yep. care of you. Um, he was doing a little bit of coaching on the side and that was fine. It, it didn't feel um, bad. It didn't, it didn't look bad. So he's there to help you and to help. He's there to help us get through it. Um, so it was great to see that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There's always going to be nerves and nerves are important because, you know, that's what gets you ready with adrenaline and um but you know just like elaine like like you said elaine we're all there to support each other and and you know what if you can we swear on this if you if you fuck it up it's actually funny (laughs) you know people it's it's really when you're actually self-conscious and you realize that you stuffed it up it's actually no problem because the audience loves it when you stuff it yeah yeah and you've got to love it yourself and and um yeah I'm I'm looking forward to it, but yes, it yeah. probably won't be till November, if yeah. if we're lucky, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, a lo- little bit nervous, just probably the same amount as everyone else, but uh, I think, um, going back to the rookie night that we watched, it was as an audience member, you you kind of get it. Like the guys on stage are under a lot of pressure, and and to their credit, they did really well. And even the the little bits where they kind of stuffed up a little bit, like it felt like collectively as an audience, we 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 were giving them slack. And so and and it's fine. And and Wade's there, and Wade's just cracking some delicious jokes throughout. So, um, the the format feels safe enough to sort of be vulnerable as a group. Yeah, and and as other people have said, like um, I, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with with everyone just because we kind of know we've been with each other for months now, um, yeah. and we we all kind of had this collective agreement that that we're on it together and, and have a real supportive outlook. So um, I I think it's gonna it's gonna be quite exciting when we we actually step out on stage and and show everyone what we've been up to. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool, and if we crack it, that's gonna be memorable too. So. So I'm so sad that I missed that night. I can't remember what was going on, but I couldn't make it. But I had ticket to go see Jester because I've heard that that's another example, you know, what we can look forward to. And um, I think the Jester runs what every other Thursday Mm. or something at at the covert. And um, so I definitely want to want to check that out. But um, yeah, same as everybody, you know, there's always an excitement. There's nothing like the feeling of being on stage. You know, there just is nothing like it. And um, and knowing that everybody there watching you is there to, to support you. You know, they want you to succeed. They want you to have fun. It's, it's all a good feeling. So the feeling of that coupled with this team that we're building here, that we're liking each other, we're supporting each other, we're trusting each other. It's like a, you know, double whammy of good fun so I, I think it'll be good i'm excited 
Oh, Praveen. <laughs> what was with the tone of my name? It was like, Praveen. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Your mum telling you off. <laughs> right. I try not to be too monotone without. I try and change it a little bit. Okay. That's right. You can't get, you can't get Pra- famous Praveen, without monotone, Praveen, right? Praveen, over to you, please. Um, it's a nice warble. That's uh, good. That I think I think the the show. So I I have like bragged on about this to my friends, and I've like told my family, and I've told my partner's family. Shout out to Noel and her family. Woo woo. Um, and uh, I've just been like, hey guys, come come see the show. Me and my, me and my friends are gonna perform. Uh, blah blah blah, and it's gonna be fantastic. And I feel like I've hyped it up too much for them, and now they have really high expectations. <laughs> Thanks for being. Yeah, all of us are going to have to like be waiting like a hawk to buy tickets, or <laughs> Praveen's yeah. family is going to fill it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my mom's going to be on the show, and she's going to look at me, and I'm going to say something inappropriate, and then I'm just going to say sorry, mom. That's all. <laughs> um, but uh, it's 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 going to be. I think it's going to be a really exhilarating night. I think. There's definitely, I guess, like everybody said, that there's nerves, but we're all sharing those nerves, you know, it's, and it's a lot easier to tackle together rather than individually. Like if you're doing improv by yourself and the stage by yourself, then it's a whole different thing. Um, but because we can look at each other during the stage and we can we can transmit any kind of energy that we're feeling and 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 push it out together. I think that's I think that's really beneficial. Like uh, when we're on stage and we're performing, uh, you're looking at your partners and you're like you're literally moving the show together and when you embody that scene i feel like you forget about everything else and i feel like those fears and those nerves will just slowly dissipate um so yeah and i also think that i don't know from their perspective but i think they they didn't see any of us i think that's just completely dark on that side right so i think that i think that fully helps that you don't you can actually can't see the audience like they might be you they might be smirking or laughing or whatever but you can't actually see them so i think that uh, alleviates any kind of uh pressure that might be us might be on us on, on the day itself um, but yeah just just super looking forward to it um yeah just, just another way to fame you know <laughs> Yeah, it might be front row only if that. And so tell all your friends and family to sit like from about a third row back and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Matt? Yeah, well, um, possibly similar to you, Darren. Um, this will be a lot less scary than going out and doing it by doing comedy by yourself um, or having to do like speeches and stuff for work as well in your day job. Um, so I'm actually really looking forward to getting out there and having fun with you guys and, and the rest of the uh, so I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, look, um, obviously, Matt, we went, through the, we went through the comedy school together and we had to have a graduation night doing that. Mm. And um, the feeling at the end when you've actually, I mean, obviously you want it, it's going to go super well, right? Because we're all super talented, so it's no problem. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. But um, <laughs> when, the, when, the, when the comedy graduation night went well, the feeling, like, I, I don't think I, I think mine finished like about nine o'clock or something like that. And I don't think I actually came down from the hype until about three o'clock in the morning. I don't think wow. I slept all night. Like, yeah, no, I didn't I, sleep that night either. No, just the <laughs> hype of getting out there and having such a great night and everybody went well and it all was, you know, and just that, that love you felt from the audience, like, yeah, I don't think I slept till about 3, 3.30 in the morning because just you're just so hyped up after such a night has gone so well. So, 
I probably expect us to be something like that, really. That'll just be this massive hyped up thing where collectively you've just produced something really special. So did you guys have to do a stand up? On our own. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We had to do six minutes of our own written material, which was aided by some sort of mentors, but they, you had to write your own material and they kind of helped you craft it, but you had to get up for six minutes on your own in front of a sold out audience um, and do six minutes of stand up comedy on your own. Awesome. Well done. I mean, and you've done quite a bit after that, right? So. Yeah. I was uh, pretty gutted with lockdown because I was meant to do my some out-of-town gigs this week. Well, last week and coming up in Napier, New Plymouth and Tauranga, and they're obviously all going to be cancelled. So there'll be another time for that. Do you have uh, a lot of football uh, material, Darren? <laughs> Mate, just the team I support material on its own. I don't need to produce <laughs> I don't need to make any material up. I just tell people who I support they understand. So, <laughs> to be honest, Darren just gets up and speaks in his accent, and that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> any of your shows, you would you would not get a you know you would not have a bad night. You know, you just have a good night all day. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, I'll just quickly just for you, uh, do you still? Uh, 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 did you prefer sort of like the more acting skinny side? To improv, or are you finding that improv's now becoming your preferred sort of entertainment style? Um, I've always preferred the spontaneity of um, improv and the working off of of um, an idea with another person and looking in their eyes and knowing that they're 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 right alongside of you and that you're not going to bomb alone if it goes south. <laughs> You're both going south, you know, you just, which is why I, I give you guys a lot of credit for stand-up. It was something that I always found a bit too challenging because I thought you bomb, you bomb by yourself. That that silence that, you know, you can just cut through knife has always been. But if, you, if you're with somebody else, you're like, you know, half of you's gone, eh, not totally my fault. I got this one. It left. You know, like a, a downplay on on your abilities when you when you're with improv. So um, I would say that yes, my preference is to be able to work with either one person or two or three, how, how, however many are in the skit, and to see how it goes. Because I do thoroughly enjoy um, watching improv as well when it's done well, and mm. um, you know, picking up certain skills that they use but at the end of the day that would be my preference if i also you don't have to study i don't have to worry about a script you know you just get up and you wing it and um there's a part of me that likes that just walk in and see how it goes i used to teach um and so kimberly you can probably work off of the fact that you know if you can um stay in it with the kids and not have something that's scripted and let them come in and and just make it more of a a group effort um it usually works uh to the betterment of everybody so yeah um, i'm all about the spontaneity and getting something going cheers thanks laura kimberly um i love both i i really enjoy learning a script and um working towards a a, a full play um it's quite a different um, animal, but um, 
I can see how improv will help me with that. So yeah, I'm, I I do love being organic as well. So I am I am quite I think my the way I do things and the way I think I'm quite suited to improv. Um, yeah, like you, Laura. Like as a teacher, I can you need to have a lot of um, you need to improvise when you're in class all the time, really. So I feel like I've had 20 years of practice. Um, it's just not been explicitly for improv. Yeah, both. I love both. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think scripted work benefits from improv um, improv practice. And um, I, I can't wait to do another play so I can see if it if I can use that to help me. Mm. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Kimberly. Mary. Oh, that's an interesting question because I um, have been so involved in community theater for a long time, like over 20 years and improv is such a new animal to me. So I'm just sort of grasping all that it can serve and how much fun it is. I just, I used to be an actor, then I was a director and then I was producing. And then in the past couple of years I've been writing and I love the deep dive of writing. You know, I just love the deep thought process that goes into it. Um, it's hard, but it's very rewarding. And I'm absolutely with Kimberly, I'm learning about how much improvisation can um, elevate what you're doing in scripted theater. Sorry, that's my phone. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, my daughter's calling me on the other line. So yeah, no, I think they're both really interesting about it. I'm still very tied to the scripted plays. There's just something that's very deep for me that I enjoy. But cool. I love the silliness of improv. I love the spontaneity and the create the joy of creation and stuff. But I think it can be work in conjunction with scripted plays. Matt, how about you, improv versus stand-up? Um, I, I like them both, to be honest. Um, what I don't manage to get out of stand-up is I'm not very good at the narrative form of stand-up, but I really like telling stories. Um, I have tried acting in the past, but a long time ago, and I didn't really like it because I didn't have any control over the story itself, and also my memory's terrible. Um, so for me, improv feels like the, it's kind of, you know, you've got the ability to create a story yourself, but also be involved in the story. So, yeah. I think there's, um, I intend to do both. Cool. How about you? Yeah, look, the the lazy side of me goes improv because I don't have to spend weeks and weeks <laughs> and weeks writing jokes and standing up and, and reproducing an act. And, you know, um, instead of that one hour drive to the performance, you know, really hyping myself up to be the best I can rather than still sitting in the car trying to think of my act on the way there. Um, the creative side of me prefers stand-up because then it forces me to write something different. It forces me to think about what's going on and how I can, you know, make that resonate with an audience um, rather than, you know, turning up and, okay, we're going to make something happen tonight. But, yeah, there's, a, there's definitely a, an advantage to both. Um, as you say, stand-up's very one person and obviously you can bring the audience into it. Whereas improv, you work as a, as a group. And um, there's definitely um, a part to that that I like a lot more than stand-up at times. 
Jesse, weren't you an actor in an earlier life? No, uh, I did. I did do some stage stuff, um, but like school productions. So nothing, nothing too serious. <clears throat> Um, my crowning achievement would be uh, Romeo during <laughs> Romeo and Juliet when I was 14 and had the spiciest braces. Um, it was, it was oh, a good time. So it, was a, it, was a, it was pretty gash, but uh, yeah, we did it. We like didn't have a stage available at the school. So we like cleared the cafeteria and just kind of did it in the corner and everyone just kind of sat on the floor. It was, it was pretty, yeah, it was fun. No, but no, I, I have no no acting experience really. I was actually in a production uh, during intermediate uh, myself, where <laughs> now that I think about it, was it racist? Um, <laughs> uh, they they had uh, they had asked me to be they had asked me to be a tree, and so all I had to wear was just like this green wig and, uh, <laughs> and just a green wig. There's a green wig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have as a branch? <laughs> My arms. <laughs> so I had I would have two branches <laughs> and a, and, a wig. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure I was wearing some other stuff as well. I can't remember it was so long ago, but I remember all I did was just stand there and I was just still. Um, so yeah, I did actually have some production experience. So thank you very much. Mm. <laughs> I can wow. see that now you mentioned it, I can see that coming through in your performances. <laughs> you would have been oh. the laughing tree, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you could hear Wade in the background just say, shut up, Ravine, just shut up. <laughs> 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 Trees don't laugh. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, we were going to finish off with, if, and, I, and I know, Mary, you definitely had something to promote. Of course, some dates may get moved around at the moment, but Mary, what were you planning on doing? So we've been organizing the Fun Size Festival, which is um, 15 minutes or less scripted plays. And we had 42 entries. We reached out to all playwrights in New Zealand and um, we had 42 entries and then we picked six plays and to produce. And it, it was a perk again for covert members because all of the actors in it are covert members. Um, most of the directors, except me and Kimberly, are covert members. And, um, and it was supposed to be <laughs> the 2nd of September through the 18th of September. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting on Wade and to see what he's thinking and feeling. He said, we just have to wait you know, and see about the levels changing. I don't know if it would be canceled or postponed or I'm, I'm literally on the edge of my seat waiting to find out. So I'll keep you guys posted, but it's gonna be big fun. And Kimberly has written a play and is directing a play in it. And I got a little play in it and it's, it's comedy and they're all very cute. It should be a lot of fun. Do you wanna, Kim, um, do either of you, Mary or Kimberly, wanna tell us, just give us a brief synopsis about your plays? My play is called Lockdown and it's about a mother and son who are locked down in their living room. And, but it has a very hilarious twist to it. So it's not your usual COVID lockdown story. So it'll be fun and surprising, I think. I hope. Cool. Oh, Kimberly, how about you? Well, without giving too much away, 
yes definitely don't give away yeah because it's only it's really short it's it's so i think it's only going to be about eight minutes um, oh, wow. we, haven't, we haven't had a chance to really be at the theater to do a full rehearsal um but it's just uh it's uh, it's called at the vets and so you you won't be surprised to hear it's uh set in a vets clinic and uh yeah it's about a woman who's coming to see her her vet um and she's got an unusual question to ask her but mm. you have to come and see it to find out what it is Cool. And just as, as probably now's the time to make the surprise announcement that Praveen and I have actually got a little play in the in the show, which is um called The Moth and the Tree. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. I think it would be a very standstill show. Wow. It, it's a cameo show, is it? <laughs> it's um three minutes and it's silent. Wow. I don't I don't think you could possibly understand how much money I would be willing to pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> we would charge you just three dollars one for each minute <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just have one of the tree has no awkward lights on it that matt will just stare at for three minutes yeah <laughs> imagine Sometimes, imagine that imagine i that. might i might flicker a light on and off here just to change the direction of the show <laughs> <Yeah. but>, uh, <laughs> Okay, yes. well, um, thanks everyone for coming on. It's been awesome, haven't you? Great, thanks for having yeah, us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, thanks no so much, worries. Darren.